on today's episode of the Inside Sports Nutrition Podcast, we are addressing a question that was submitted from a listener of the show in regards to creatine supplementation, its use and potential relationship to causing acute kidney injury. Now, just to give you a little heads up here, this question was prompted by a recent post on social media from professional ultra marathoner Luke Nelson, who is an amazing athlete and person. Uh, He had a recent report and experience of not finishing a recent 100 mile race, and there was some discussion of potentially a problem occurring from his creatine supplementation. And so we were sorry to hear this result, Luke, uh, but wanted to address this question from the listener since this prompted concern about a potential relationship of creatine use and kidney harm. So that is the context of this show. And just for all of you listening, uh, I did reach out to Luke on Instagram to see if I could get some input or feedback. I have not heard from him yet. Um, reached out a couple times. So if uh, he happens to hear this or someone listening here knows him, um, maybe he could uh, listen to this episode or reach out. Uh, Certainly, we are just putting some context around what we know from the research of creatine supplementation and kidney health. Uh, Also, some other context for deciding whether this supplement is proper or appropriate for you and some of the things related to ultra marathons that pose some uh, muddy waters here when we're trying to piece apart what happened. So thank you listeners for being here with us and we welcome you here to the Inside Sports Nutrition Podcast. If you're new to the show, I am Dina Griffin, one of the hosts, and I host this show along with Bob Sibahar. We are both registered dietitians and board-certified specialists in sports dietetics with combined professional experience exceeding 40 years. And our mission here is translating nutrition and sports science research to real life, giving you awesome interviews with experts and athletes along the way, and discussing a variety of topics here so that you can enhance your knowledge to optimize your health, fitness, and athletic performance. So here we go. Let's get on to the show, episode number 106. Dina, good morning, everyone. Listeners, welcome to this episode of Ask Us Anything. And Dina, I'm kind of uh, excited about this one because it's not only is this supplement that we'll be referring to in this Ask Us Anything very popular and probably even more so in the last year based on some recent research, but it seems like there's a little bit of concern with this particular supplement. But before we get into that one, Dina, how are you this morning? I'm good, Bob. I'm excited as well for yeah. our discussion. And yeah, always jazzed up. I will admit I did have a little coffee, caffeine. Well, here's here's the question for you, D, because that leads right into this Ask Us Anything. Did you take your daily dose of dun, 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 creatine? I did. I mixed it in my yogurt this morning. And so did I. How many grams uh-huh. did you take, Dina? I'm at a five gram dose. 
Okay. That's yeah. exactly what I'm taking. Okay. Now, the reason why I intro that is because yes, today we are talking about creatine and, but specifically listeners, we had this wonderful question from Matthew. Matthew, thank you so much for sending this in. And let me just read some of this. So it kind of tees it up a little bit and everyone kind of knows where we're going with this. Matthew tells us he's a routine listener of our podcast and follows our work closely. Thank you, Matthew. We certainly appreciate that. Uh, he's a recreational ultra runner and have found the information we put out there to be super helpful. He said he has, he came across a Facebook post from an ultra runner, actually professional ultra runner, um, who he follows, he respects. And this ultra runner had a DNF in a 100 mile race recently. Now, this is where the question is stemming from. He said, Matthew says, he was surprised to learn that his the post from this professional ultra runner indicated that his DNF, his race, was doomed by acute kidney injury, specifically related to the recent uh, or to the addition of creatine to his supplement routine. So Matthew is a little concerned because he says, uh, I've been personally supplementing with creatine five grams a day. After feeling comfortable with it from the science and the studies that Dean and I have provided to our great listeners, Matthew was just wondering what our thoughts are on what is going on with this whole acute kidney injury. Is there a link to creatine supplementation in this ultra runner? So we did want to throw that out. And um, this ultra runner that that he's speaking of um, specifically is Luke Nelson. And so Dean and I just want to chat a little bit about, you know, creatine, kidney health. And because the, you know, I think Back in the days, Dina, check that one. Oh, off. wow. It's been a minute, yeah. Bob. It has been a minute. Nice. I thought I'd bring that back in the days. <clears throat> anyway, back in the days, there were, and I'm talking like 20 years ago, um, there were some initial concerns of taking creatine and the effect of, of, of kidney health. And even, you know, back in the days with protein intake, right? So today, listeners, it's all about Dina and I chatting about creatine and kidney health. So there's a lot to unpack here, Dina, because I think I feel like we need to kind of unravel a few more things because we actually, or you actually, thank you, Dina, looked at Luke Nelson's, uh, I think it was Instagram, right? Just to kind of mm -hmm. see what he, what happened to him. Um, and it was the, it was the bear 100 in, I believe it was in September, but anyway, why, you know, maybe we, we tried to elucidate a little bit more on like what happened with Luke, what was going on, because, you know, that's a huge concern and, you know, we're not pointing any fingers and this is why we're talking about just overall creatine and kidney health, but, you know, we, our thoughts and, and go out to you, Luke, because that is never, never a good issue or a good thing to ever DNF a race. But when it comes to health, you know, that kind of gets our, our radar going quite high because we never want athletes to experience any ill health or bad things going on. So Dina, where, where should we start with this? Yeah, I know, Bob, I was looking at his posts to just try to put all of this in context, like you were saying, like, what did he feel and what went on? And then we can maybe apply some of this generally to to acute kidney injury and, mm -hmm. and creatine and maybe even just in the endurance athlete scope. But I wonder if we should just start with going over a few things that he commented. Yeah, that would be helpful just okay. to give all of us some, some information and some background. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I, listeners, this is only coming from Instagram posts. We have not talked to Luke 
uh, yet. So we right. we will reach out to him just to make sure he's okay, and you know maybe you know offer offer some assistance from dietitians. But anyway, uh, yeah, go ahead, Dee. Yeah, well, and it's kind of like private detective work here. Like, tell me more. What do you feel? Yeah. What what happened? What was the timeline? And so I know just in brief here, he mentioned that. In the first 20-ish miles of the Bear 100, everything was spot on. Nutrition, hydration felt like he was staying to his plan. And it was soon after that 20-mile mark where he started feeling flat, dead legs and pain in, in the legs. He mentioned feeling sore and that pain increasing, trying to figure out if that was a nutrition, hydration issue. He said he kept eating, drinking well, and it sounded like adjusting his fluid and electrolyte intake, but that was kind of a general comment. So I'm not quite sure exactly what he did, but then ended up with the DNF. And then a subsequent post, like a week and a half later, I think it was, Bob, he mentioned that he ended up with acute kidney injury mm-hmm. that seemed to be related to the recent addition of creatine to his supplement routine. He had gained 13 pounds of weight following that race, all of which was fluid retention, peaking the day after he had uh, stopped racing. You know, and he mentions discussing the issue with some specialists and labs. And I think that was about the gist of what he shared. Yeah, which is, it's kind of like it got my attention because it's kind of scary, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm actually imagining myself out there on the trail, like, oh my gosh, that happened to me. What? What would I do in the first, you know, 20 miles or so? That would that would be right. a little freaky, right? For sure. Definitely. Yeah. Now, you know, I think a, a lot of different things come to our mind. And, you know, going on the on the private investigation work, obviously we don't know his his daily nutrition habits, his hydration habits. So there's a lot of unknown here, obviously. So it's hard to kind of point in the immediate direction, but I think, I think this will kind of be helpful for listeners because, you know, we're just going to kind of chat a little bit about what we're thinking about this particular topic. Right. So I think maybe, maybe I'll start and then we can just kind of go back and forth. Does that make sense? That sounds good. I wonder too, just briefly explaining what acute kidney injury is. I'll let you take that one. Okay. Well, I mean, I think of in contrast to chronic kidney failure, Mm. the acute kidney injury is like, it's this short-term damage to our kidneys. It can happen for a number of reasons. Of course, in this context, we're talking about an, an ultra-endurance, well-experienced athlete having this set in. But again, the number of reasons that acute kidney injury can happen, I mean, it could be literally physical damage, like falling, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. um, falling on a rock right on your kidney, you know, and affecting the blood flow, or it can be medications. Um, of course, we're curious here if the creatine played a role, but it's basically just this damage from an acute temporary perspective happening to to the kidneys. Um, right. But usually it's not like a long lasting, like lifelong thing. And and we certainly hope that, you know, this is not turning into any chronic for Luke, you know, chronic right. injury state for him at all. And hopefully this can be, you know, hopefully it's it's taken care of already, right? By the time our episode comes out. But yeah, it's that that's a good point because this isn't something that yeah, obviously he's been living with, it doesn't sound like. Um, you know, and and I think, you know, a lot of things come to my mind first, to be honest with you, D. I mean, I'm reading all this, I'm like, wow, it just doesn't 
you know, normally if, if an athlete, especially of, of his nature, he knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. like he's new to this sport. It's not like, like he knows his body. He knows his nutrition. He was staying on top of everything. That's what kind of got me. I kind of like a little head scratcher. Cause I'm like, Oh, wait a second. He's, he's not like, this isn't his first hundred, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like something else is going on. So there's something else that initially comes up. My eyes went directly to like the weight gain and the muscle weakness, muscle pain, right? And I'm like, wow, okay, is that related to acute? Is that related to acute kidney, you know, issues? And then the whole creatine thing here in a second. But in my experience, because I've actually had a lot of team sport athletes um, when I've worked with some sports, uh, actually present with rhabdomyolysis, and it actually sounded like some symptoms of rhabdo. And granted, there's not just one symptom or two symptoms. I mean, a lot of these conditions share symptoms. So it's really difficult to, to kind of pinpoint without having blood work. And, you know, that's, that's a key thing we'll we'll probably get into, but I don't know. Initially I was thinking, wow, rhabdo, because, you know, rhabdo can cause unintentional weight gain. Rhabdo definitely affects the muscles. There's definitely pain. So I don't know. I mean, some things come to my mind. How was his hydration going into it? Um, you know, how, what was he, was he urinating? What was the color of his urine? Cause usually with rhabdo, you get really discolored urine. Um, and it's like almost like black, um, kind of reddish color. So I don't know, a couple things. That's where I wanted to start with this because, and I'm not discounting anything is happening with the kidneys, obviously, because it's our filter system. Um, but, but maybe there's some other things that are also causing this or part of the cause to this. And just to be clear, the rhabdo you're talking about, Bob, is injury to the muscle, right? Whereas yes. acute kidney injury is injury to the kidneys. Exactly. So um, what do you describe with that? soreness and flat in the legs. Yeah. It's like, oh gosh, this is seems muscular, but I think important to note the body of research specifically in ultra marathoners with creatine supplementation. I don't think we have that much research yet. However, no. we do have a number of reviews research papers on acute kidney injury in ultra marathoners that tie you know, use of NSAIDs or dehydration, some of these other issues to kidney injury. I don't think, at least when I looked into the research, I didn't see a whole lot in terms of creatine and that tie. But again, there's more here that we don't know. And so these are just things we want to point out in terms of like the dosing of creatine that might be used, or was there a loading protocol? How long, maybe even as nitty gritty, Bob, as like, what was the brand of the creatine mm-hmm. he was using in case there, yeah. hopefully no contamination there, but that would be just in my curiosity list here to start kind of diving into this a little bit more. For sure. I love that you brought up the NSAIDs because I think NSAIDs are so popular, the anti-inflammatories, um, like the ibuprofen, it's so popular with ultra runners. And again, <clears throat> I'm doubting he took any of that. It's first 20 miles, right? So there's yeah. like very, very little concern of that. But yeah, I mean, that, the dehydration, I mean, all of that is is so important. And, and you know, talking even about creatine, just to piggyback what you said is, was was he taking 
like how many grams was he taking per day? Because here's what we also see in the research, and this is not specific to kidney uh, injury or ultra runners, but just creatine in itself and in, in, in terms of the healthy dose, if you will. And a lot of the research has been done in taking doses of 10 grams or less. So the, the standard dose of creatine these days is anywhere between three to 10 grams, depending on the person. So I just wonder, like you said, did he go through a loading phase and how long was that loading phase? Maybe he didn't, who knows, right? But a message for our listeners is you don't need to load creatine, right? You just you just do not need to do that anymore. Um, research has, has proved that. But everything that I found in the research, D, regarding creatine use, they're in, okay, here's the, here's the limiter. In healthy populations, meaning those without kidney issues, then there is no issue that has been found in research with supplementing with creatine. But I guess here's my question too, D. How do you know if your kidneys are healthy? I mean, obviously you're peeing, everything is normal. Like that's probably our only way without going in and seeing a physician for some type of, of kind of invasive follow-up, if you will, or invasive appointment, right? I mean, I guess if you had had recent blood work to look at your filtration rate, you mm -hmm. know, and your creatinine, your BUN, right. some of these other markers, and or if you did like a um, you know, like a urinalysis to see mm -hmm. what was happening in your in your urine, like, oh gosh, we're dumping proteins or we have these mm -hmm. other solutes at unusual levels that might indicate yeah. some kidney issues. But I mean, who I don't know too many people that do that, like right. the P strip analysis, uh, the well, morning of their race. I'm right. I suppose the pros in some sports will do that, but yeah. I, that you bring be. up a good point, D. Like, mm -hmm. how, number one, let's come back to the whole blood work testing. How many of us actually do blood work testing at least once a year? Very few, very few athletes, right? Yeah. So, but we should. So that would actually pick up on exactly what you were saying is maybe yeah. some of these lab results. But then, so, so, you know, cold, golden nugget listeners get some lab work done. Um, but two, yeah, we don't know if, if Luke had had any blood work recently. So maybe there were markers, maybe there weren't markers, right. To signify something is going on. Like that would have been, that would have been pretty interesting to look at. And, you know, hindsight is 2020, but, you know, maybe eight weeks before his race, get some blood work done and, you know, see what was, you know, just kind of a routine physical, you know, blood work just to see exactly what you said, creatinine levels, BUN levels, um, blood urea, nitrogen, um, and just, you know, just to see kind of what's going on inside the body. And granted, how many of us are going to say, oh yeah, it's eight weeks before race. I'm going to do this preventatively. Like nobody's going to do that until something happens and then you're going to do it more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we're pointing out here, there are a number of potential contributors to what was experienced by this athlete, you know, and just trying to bring it back to Matthew's question, like, should yeah. all of us ultra runners be worried about taking creatine? Like, is this just something the research and science hasn't caught up to yet that the creatine supplement taken within reasonable doses, reputable brands, their third-party testing, like, should we not use the supplement mm. if we're going to race or maybe not at all? But I think we're pointing out all of the other, or at least many other potential uh, causes, contributors for what he experienced. So I was also thinking of one more thing, Bob, is the blood yeah. work, because yeah. I know Luke mentioned having a discussion with, with some labs or specialists. So 
I don't know about you, but I have seen some cases where a practitioner will look at the blood work and see an elevated couple of markers related to kidney health, like creatinine Mm -hmm. or blood urea nitrogen, and they'll kind of see that elevation and and quote unquote blame it on the creatine supplement. Mm -hmm. And that actually can be, I'll just say false. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a good word to describe it. And so, yeah, there's just a lot there when, when we look at blood work, right, we really have to understand the person behind the blood work and what was happening prior to that blood draw. So it's possible with higher protein diet combined with dehydration, the physical stress of whatever was happening with this particular athlete that the markers were off. But to say that it was solely attributed to creatine supplementation, I'm a little bit nervous with that final answer. Yeah, I am too. And and I think, you know, bringing out another obvious point is hydration. You know, how many, um, how many athletes are chronically dehydrated, but let alone, but then you add ultra runner on top of that, where we have to carry our fluids. Yeah. Listen, it's, it's prominent. And I don't know the stats, but so many ultra runners are dehydrated and sometimes on purpose, sometimes not on purpose. Cause you can't carry as, as much as you need, but I, I do want to rule, put that in there kind of with the lab work, um, example that you provided, because also when, when taking, you know, this is what I tell my athletes, D, if you, if you eat more protein or you do take a supplement like creatine, I would like you to increase your water intake. And usually that goes in one ear and out the other, because they're like, oh, okay, okay, I'll do that. And again, we don't know Luke's fluid intake, but I just, another kind of golden nugget for the listeners is no matter what, I don't even care if you're, you're eating more protein or taking creatine, please just start drinking a little bit more water. Cause we are all chronically dehydrated and that can not only throw a lot of lab values off, like Dina said, but it can actually affect so many different things in your body. Not only, you know, the topic at hand, but also digestive response, cognitive functioning, obviously muscle health and recovery. So I think that's a good lesson, not to turn this whole creatine question into a hydration, um, you know, note and topic, but I think that's a really important thing to also mention. Very good point, Bob. Yeah. Yeah, As I take a sip of water right now, actually electrolytes (laughs) is what I'm taking a sip of. Yeah. So, so D, are you comfortable with, I mean, I think we've covered probably all the bases without knowing more, you know, like you were saying, kind of more about Luke, you know, like, and, and just what was going on beforehand and everything. I think there's so many fill in the blanks, but I feel like, you know, you kind of summed up everything and I'll give my, uh, you know, final answer, if you will, but anything else that you wanted to add in here? I feel a little bit wishy-washy because I'm, again, like you pointed out, we're not discounting the experience of what Luke went through by any means and feeling very sad for for what happened. But I think to really appreciate as with many supplements that we decide to take or the intricacies of being an ultra runner and then, you know, even a high performing one, like there's so much to pay attention to. But I think for all of all of the listeners, if you are nervous about taking creatine now, just kind of doing some homework and ensuring that your kidneys are healthy. If like Bob was saying, hydration is not something you've really paid attention to. I mean, it's it's well worth your time and and can help health and performance. But yeah, just appreciating all of the nuances here related to our beautiful kidneys and and the muscles, right, that are working at the same time, that there's a lot going into this story. 
Yeah. So I guess my final answer is not enough information to coerce me from not taking creatine. But now that said, I do make hydration, even though I'm not good at it. Sometimes I do try to make hydration a very, very important part of my day. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but also, I mean, I don't know. I just think we need to, there's, you know, look at step back and look more holistically, like what are all the other things that are happening in our life? Like we've been mentioning throughout this podcast. So I think, you know, until, uh, until we do have specific research on ultra runners and creatine and this specific, you know, concern, I do think, you know, it, it won't stop me from, from obviously using that supplement for many different reasons. But, um, I know I'm kind of curious to, to kind of hear what Luke has done and specialist he's seen. So we'll try to follow up and reach out to him to see if he can give us any feedback. Sounds good. All right, Bob. Well, I think we've covered most everything here. So with that, we will close out. Thank you again, Matthew, for this very important question. And for all of you amazing listeners, drop us a note. If you have a question too, uh, hello at insightsportsnutrition.com is where you can reach us. And we will catch you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Stay tuned for next week. We are doing a little review, providing some perspectives on an article that was published in Velo News about the carbohydrate revolution occurring in professional cyclists, such as the Tour de France riders, and how a number of the riders are really crushing the 120 grams of carb per hour, uh, providing some context and thoughts around the article and some of the comments that were made. So that's coming your way next week. Thank you for your support of this podcast. It really means a lot to us. And we welcome any of your sports nutrition questions. Send them on in to hello at insidesportsnutrition.com. Feel free to also visit the website, especially if you're looking for show notes on previous episodes or want to submit a question directly through the website. There's also an opportunity for you to provide a small gesture of support All of the donations we receive go directly to our operating costs for this podcast. So if you'd like to make a donation, insidesportsnutrition.com slash support, you'll find a donate button. And we greatly appreciate that. It helps us to continue to keep this podcast growing, feature a number of nutrition experts, athlete interviews, and, you know, all things sports nutrition. Uh, If you'd like more information about the coaching, testing, online education that Bob and I provide, be sure to visit our respective websites. Energyperformance.com is where you'll find Bob and his team, ENRGperformance.com. Myself and my team, Dina, over at nutritionmechanic.com. And thanks for connecting there. Also, we'd love to connect on Instagram through our podcast platform, ISN Podcast. Let's connect. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests involved and do not represent a replacement for medical consultation with your doctor. The information and opinions provided here are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, prevent any disease or medical condition. This podcast is for information, education, and entertainment purposes only.